Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 114 of Zion's Finest. This is Kenny Brown. In this episode, I'm going to be joined by David from the Michigan Mandalorians. He's going to come on to talk about a recent regional that he won with, heaven help us all, HKs. I don't know how he did it. I'm going to give him a really hard time about it. Um, but it's been a long time coming. Um, David is part of that Michigan Mandalorians group who um, should be famous if for nothing other than Brian V is there. Um, he better be their champion, their head man, who was winning everything uh, last year. And Brian V has been a really strong supporter of the podcast, and they are a really good group of guys. They've been to Worlds, uh, I think, multiple times. Gen Con, like, they're just awesome. Um, I also wanted to just do a quick, um, not summary, um, a quick review, I, I suppose, as to where we're going. Um, just so everyone knows, I this episode was supposed to be recorded last week. I was also supposed to get... Ryan Janway on the podcast um, last week. They had their regionals on the same day a little over a week ago. Um, but we actually had death in my family, and it slowed everything to a halt. Um, and so I am so sorry that this month I was planning on getting them on and trying to get a few more regional winners on before LVO, but I just don't think that we're going to be able to do it. So what is going to happen is we're going to have David on today, we're going to do, I'd like to do like one final pre, um, pre-LVO episode this week, maybe tomorrow with Scott, and then we'll do something for LVO, and then, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but we're going to be shutting things down, so what's going to happen is, um, I'll record at least one episode at LVO that will kind of be a, um, we're, we're all going to be seeing it at the Airbnb there, so it'll be a uh, summary of the tournament, we, and I, to be honest, I'm not even 100% certain what the schedule is, but we'll do like a summary of the tournament, how things went, how everyone did, um, Kind of, I'll kind of pull on a rotating cast of characters um, to talk about that, and just kind of give a summary of the general tournament, then I'm going to do one more final episode, I'm not totally positive how it is exactly that we are going to do it, but um, it will be a nostalgic-filled, eight-hour-long, swooning adventure for all of you who just cannot bear the thought of my voice going away. And that will be that. And I don't think we're going to do anything in the lead-up to Worlds. We, I, uh, there's a chance that we might, but I highly doubt it just because it costs a lot of money to keep... Um, all of the program, the licensing for all the programs and stuff that I use for the podcast. So, because uh, I'm also going to be shutting down the Patreon um, this month, and so when that happens, it's probably a good idea to close every to close up shop. What's going to happen with that is that Podbean only allows a um, there's a very um, limited amount of time, I believe, in which they will continue hosting the podcast. I'm not totally positive how this works. I'm got to get some additional details on it but for those of you who would like to continue listening or you know uh listen to all of our podcasts i would advise you to go to whatever podcast service you've got and just download everything and hopefully uh you might need to be able to download it to local files on your computer i mean obviously i've done that for all of my backups but um i'm not totally positive how that's going to work i'm just putting everyone on notice that there is a chance that after i shut everything down they might not be around anymore so I could still continue to send people files, like on the Slack, but that would just be kind of tedious and cumbersome. So um, just something to be aware of. Um, for patrons, I have contacted the token manufacturer, um, Hybrid Designs, and what we're talking about doing is uh, doing that token that I posted on the Slack and on the Patreon, the design. We're going to do a white 
or clear. I actually kind of, it's not clear, sorry. It's like a frost, frosted white color um, token with a black paint fill. We're seeing, I'm seeing about the feasibility of that. Um, and I'm, I'm working on um, his schedule. Hopefully it should be going out in the next month or so. Um, but you know, people don't need to worry about it. What's going to happen is as soon as I get the tokens from him, I will just ship them to all of our patrons. Um, actually, it'll be all of our patrons from this last month, obviously, because it might be a month down the road. And that will be that. So this is just going to be a series of wrapping things up. Um, I apologize that the last few months have been slow. It has been tough to, it's been tough to, um, with how busy everything is and just how slow things are, to want to have a, to get a steady stream of interesting content. I've thought about it. We thought about doing like another break, like a meta breakdown or something like that. But a part of me just feels like we're just kind of gathering to talk at that point. And that's okay. Obviously, that's kind of what we do anyway. Um, but I, I always prefer to have people on like David, who's got um, this new and interesting, not new and interesting list. Well, it is interesting. Um, but just this kind of off meta take. I think we all know that Scum Hunters is you know, the cream of the crop. Vader and the Jets is obviously really, really sh solid. And there's just not a lot of interesting discussion to be had there. I mean, except for cats, but cats haven't exactly, they're a force to be re reckoned with, but they've never really taken over like we thought they might this regional season. So anyway, that's kind of where we're at with that. So to recap, we'll be releasing a few more podcasts. Probably I anticipate three more podcasts after this one. Um, one final pre-LVO, one LVO summary, and then a final, final podcast. We'll be closing up shop on the podcast, and if you want to hold on to audio files, you should download them um, to your computer or however you want. If you're a patron, you can expect to get your token within the next month or so, depending on um, the manufacturer's production schedule. And that is it. I love you all. Let's turn it over to David from Michigan Mandalorians. All right, we are here with David from the Michigan Mandalorians. I want to first apologize if there's any ambient noise on my side of the house. We have inherited a cat, and the twins are not yet asleep. So I'm going to have my mic muted most of the time, but if something slips through, that's why. But let's turn it over to the star of the hour, David. First, first off, I would like you to tell everyone where you're from, what your favorite unit in Imperial Assault is, and give us kind of a little bit of a background for in IA for you. Okay, so I'm from Michigan, and I'm in the Michigan group. It's pretty cool. But yeah, I love running HKs, so I run them in like every list I've ever made. Before Wookiee Warriors, I used to run Wookiee Warriors, but they suck. <laughs> so now I use HKs. There you go. Oh, uh, you, you learned that uh, the Wookiee Warriors were not to the way to the top. It was going to be the HKs. How long have you been playing, David? I've been playing for like a year and a half, two years now. Like, okay. And did you start playing campaign? <laughs> no. Um, so what happened was my brother and all his friends got into it uh -huh. with um, Brian Vandergallion. Yep. Who's related to one of my brother's friends. And so he got all them into it. And then like a little while later. I joined in because I thought it looked awesome. It is a very, very awesome game. Um, so were you? So you were you playing campaign, or you just started with skirmish? What was the? Like, how <laughs> I've did only you... I didn't start with campaign. I've only ever done skirmish. I did a, like a tiny bit of campaign once with like my dad and stuff, but no, it's mainly been skirmish. You realized that you couldn't run HKs as well in campaign, so you decided to. You decided to switch over to skirmish. <laughs> yep, that's. Tell me, what's the first list you ran HKs in, David? 
Um, so it's actually extremely similar to the list I uh, am currently reusing. Okay. So it was like I stopped using Loki Warriors, and then I used HKs with like Java and um, is yeah, it was Java, Gideon, C3PO, Temporary Alliance, and then like a couple other guys like Greedo and stuff. Vinto was in it, but then uh. Yeah, and I went to Canadian Nationals 2018, I think, with okay. that list, and it didn't do well at all. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, when I changed it. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about um, previous. How many times have you been to Worlds? I've been to Worlds once. Oh, so. just this one, this last year. Yeah, just last year. Okay, how many times have you been to Gen Con? I've been to Gen Con twice. Okay. So this so the last two years? Yes. Okay, cool. And who is in your so tell tell us all um who is all in your playgroup? When we talk about the Michigan Man, uh Mandalorian. So that's Brian Vandergalian, who's very, very famous yes. um, in the IA circles. Who else is in your group? Um then it's Peter Bieren, who's my brother. Okay. Uh Lance Kennedy, who's uh he's really good. Logan Streeter, who a lot of people have heard about. Yep. Um, then Brian Marks. And those are like the main people in it, I'd say. And, and Brian Marks is also another famous name. Um, Brian uh, won Gen Con. Oh, and Bailey Streeter. Bailey Streeter, too. Oh, yeah. and, okay. So the Streeters. And so some people might remember the we did a GoFundMe for the Streeters after their home burnt down. Is that right? Yeah. I cannot. Be- I still that. cannot believe that. Are they, were they able to like get everything? Were they able to replace everything? Um, yeah, I think most things, there are a couple of things that were hard, like the, uh, some r- like rare alt arts that Logan won. Like, oh he, man. He can't get fun. those back, but like all the figures and stuff that they wanted, I think they got. Good, 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 good. All right. Well, that is awesome. What we are going to do is we are going to turn to your recent regional victory. So first off, tell us where was the regional? Um, when was the regional? Who was there? And then we'll kind of just give an overview as to the tournament. Okay, so the regional was in Springfield, Ohio, I believe. And there were only seven people who showed up, which was okay. very unfortunate. That I was hoping that a couple other people from down there. And so it was me, Lance, Brian Vandergallion, Brian Marks, and Kevin from the Michigan Mandalorians. Kevin's a friend of Brian Marks. Okay. Um, and then there was Bobby, I think. I'm pretty sure. I don't know his last name, but <laughs> Bobby. Wait, I have a sheep right here, actually. Um, Bobby Crowley. Was he from? Was he from there? Um, I don't know where he's from. I've seen him before, though. Okay. That wasn't the first time I've seen him. Cool. Very very cool. Um, okay, so so seven people. Um, what? Now tell us what was the list you were running? I was running HKs, Java, Cla- uh, regular Claudite, um. Greedo, Gideon, C-3PO, uh, Elite Jawa, Temporary Alliance, Black Market, Devious Scheme, and then Trusted Ally on the HKs. Oh, my gosh. So it was, <laughs> it was pretty wonky. Oh, that's so insane. Okay, so the hunters are, we've got Greedo, HKs. Who Am I missing a hunter in there? Uh, the Claudite and Jabba. Oh, the Claudite and Jabba. You don't have Onar. I, and Onar. I have Onar, oh, too. And I Onar. forgot okay. him. Okay. And Onar. Okay. So, um, I mean, it, that's kind of interesting because... Actually, tell me, why did you include the regular Claudite? 
Um, because I like the tokens she gives out, um, and spy cards is just amazing. Yeah, that's true. And I don't like the elite one. Everyone's always telling me like, why don't you run the elite one? And it's just, I mean, it's not you, worth it. Well, you got the extra die, a little bit more health, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's but for two points. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it kind of depends. I think it's the, the Claudi is in this like really interesting value position because it, the regular is like a, it's a good support, right? Like I would run that instead of Mac and Rebel Heroes any day. Um, but like in Scum, it like fits in kind of an interesting position because for support they've already got Java, you know, Gideon and company. And as like an offensive unit, obviously you've got like all these other units that like for an elite Claudite for six points, like that's Onar. And it's really tough to justify um, uh, elite Claudite over Onar. So most of the time, obviously you combine them both. But um, yeah, it's it's a really interesting unit. Yeah. And that's also where my, the play style of my list comes in. Okay. Because instead of what most lists do where they like kind of put themselves out in an offense defense position where they get everything. Yes. I just put myself for the first one or two rounds completely defensive. I don't get any yep. objectives, barely don't cover many options. I just ball up and start focusing and damage choking my guys. And that's where it starts. Okay. Interesting. 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 Okay. So let's do an overview of the tournament. Seven players. So that means you're going to have what? The, we did, the whole, th- the whole we thing. We did three was- rounds with a three- top two cut. With a top two cut. Okay, so who was your first opponent? Um, so first, I was actually the unlucky one to get a bye, okay. which made me very sad, but that is it had bummer. to be somebody. <laughs> it did so. have to be somebody. That is correct. I guess okay. it was me. Okay, so you had the bye. Okay, who did you play next? Um, so then second round, I played Lance Kennedy. Okay. And that was pretty, that was pretty tough. It was on um, Tarkin AI. And he knew we, he was probably the person who combated my play style the best because I chose the blue side with Devious. Okay. And then what I What list put, was he running? Um, oh, yeah. He was running Han, Leia, Jared. Okay. With um, a couple support guys. But okay. Those were the main people. And hair and stuff. But then, so I moved my list to the terminal area by the blue and didn't open my, either of my doors. And okay. I ran Greedo up the side with Jawa. And so what he did was he saw what I was doing in first round, opened his door, and moved all his guys like in that little corridor there. Okay. And then, uh, then he shot. I moved my Greedo out the next round, and his Jin died. Oh, he was running Jin as well. That's pretty okay. important. But yeah, his Jin I dodged, and it was pretty pretty sad. And then uh, later I shot his gin and killed Jin. Okay. With Greedo, with like one shot. <laughs> I rolled really of well. Course. I felt well, I so mean, bad. But, it's um, Gre- that's Greedo. That's what Greedo <laughs> does. Yeah. And then, he, so he had all those guys in the corridor and he saw what I was doing. So instead of letting me take my time and him just get objectives and then I'd like kill all his figures, he moved Han up at the end of the second round and opened my door by Jabba. Oh, interesting. And then he got a really unlucky string of events where he just shot Java a bunch of times, and Java was very resilient. Of course. I felt so terrible for him. Like, not, he, like he rolled fine, but like he did like a focus Han shot, a regular Han shot, 
and a Harishaw all into Java, and he survived with, like, two health left. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it was very sad. And then I ran, like, then I just shot all those guys. I, yeah. I ended up running around the back and killing Leia. And then um, I actually took my black market on Greedo that game when he had one health left, so I'd be able to shoot Jared before um, before Greedo died, so I'd get the extra point for Jabba because I thought Hera was going to kill Jabba. But then she whiffed her ball. So Lance did a really great job of combating my strategy. The end score was like, um, I think we went to time and it was like 34 or something, 20 something. But he did really well. And then next I played Brian Marks for the first time. There we go. The (laughs) The infamous Brian Marks. It was on Blitz, my worst map by far. Oh, yeah. My He's list about stalling and powering yep. up, and he just ran in there with his Hondrakata Sabine, which is the list my brother normally runs to, but my brother couldn't make it to this. So I had matchup experience. Yeah. The one good thing. But um, he made the uh, brutal mistake of I went to the um, top zone away from the terminals, and uh-huh. he went to the terminals. So I just got to do what I normally do. Yeah, just Which like run away from him. Which is buff my guys up, run away from him. Like, he had both terminals, but Jabba and Black Market, like, combat that. Because I was oh, still totally. getting my cards. He yep. was getting his cards. And that game was really, really close. I think it was, like, 38-40 at the end. And I won, just barely. Man. I, he did, um... I killed his Han, because... I think he made a questionable play. Like he moved him back by three PO instead of moving him where like there was no way I could shoot him when he had like yeah. two health left. And that game was I felt it was pretty rough for both of us. We both really? were rolling amazing on our attacks and terrible on my our defenses. And Brian Marks was running doubt in his list as well, which I don't know. I really don't like doubt. I don't think it's a very good card. Well, you're wrong on that. <laughs> um yeah, I didn't it didn't he made me reroll a die or something with it. Deflated it. But then that game was super close. And then we went straight into another game because we were the first and second seeds. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, so the top top two cut finals game was me and that's Brian so, Marks. That's on so awesome. <laughs> Tarkin Weapons, which is I don't like the map just because of how strong people can get with weapons. Yeah. And so... Like Han. How strong Han can get with weapons. <laughs> yes, definitely Han. So what happened in this game was I did the same thing I did versus Lance, but then he also did that, where he just was staying back and not doing anything. Okay. Which I felt like wasn't a very sh- smart strategy. And then I moved Greedo to... um. Uh, so I chose the blue side again. And then on the left of the blue side, where like the big square is, I put Greedo so that he could shoot down the corridor. Yeah. And he killed his my Greedo with his Savine and it got super crazy. It was like um I played Assassinate, Hind Reflexes, and Tools for the Job. Oh my god. And one shotter. Oh and gosh. then um but he had to exhaust Tough Loft, which is huge because um DHKs obviously do amazing things when they know there's no tough luck to oh, play totally. around. And then there was, uh, he depleted Doubt, 
and then I think he played oh he played negation as well so he played three cards I played three cards mine were a lot more expensive but he also depleted doubt hmm. and I got eight points because of Java and I celebrated also so oh there we go I celebrated so I got like 12 points and he got four and we both used a ton of our command cards and that was looking pretty brutal and then what happened next was he had his door open from before Mm -hmm. and um the next round i had all my guys focused like even my job jawa i think gideon and 3po and jabba were the only guys unfocused and so um it was my turn and he had han in a spot where if i open the door with an hk i shoot han in the same activation Okay. So uh, I opened my door, shot him focused, and damage token, and it okay. dealt like six damage or something, Ooh. and he, he killed my HK. Okay, of course. Like, Oof, this is looking rough. <laughs> and then I extra protection with Onar oh to my move gosh, to I love this and card. shoot on Han with focused, and it dealt like. It, I really whiffed, I think. I think I got like four damage or something. Oh, so dang. two left. And then I went with the HK, my other HK. Went up and shot Han again and killed Han. And then I played Strength and Numbers into my Claudite, who I put on the uh, priority target one. I forgot what it's called, like the sharpshooter or whatever. And I know that's my least favorite of the uh, um, Claudite uh, shapes because it's just so useless normally. Yeah. But the way he was, I was able to get like a shot on someone else and kill it with strength and numbers. And that was like, that was it for him. He oh, had nothing man. he could do to retaliate. And I had all my guys left besides Greedo. And it was just, it wasn't good. And then I think he kind of gave up at the end also. Yeah. He's like, okay. Like, yeah. I, see where, I, I see where this is going. <laughs> yeah. So that game wasn't as close, but I think he gave up at the end. But yeah. It was, it, it was a pretty cool read, though. Interesting. I, I, okay, so tell me first, what spike cards are you running? Um, I'm running uh, Condisrupt is my favorite of them. Okay. Because it's just so amazing. It's no, one, s- no one expects me to have it. I always pull out, like, they use Take Initiative, and I've used Negation already. And I'm yeah. just like, Condisrupt it, and it ruins their whole plan, or whatever. Yeah. And also, I'm running Intelligence Leak and Strategic Shift. Okay. So, all the good stuff. I'm thinking about taking out Strategic Shift, though, because it's... Because I thought, like, I'd be balling up and they wouldn't be using any command cards, and then I could use it and then go in. But in all the games, they ended up just having command cards that just, like, were able to use, and I just never got it off well. So Yeah, strategic, sh- strategic Shift is really good when your opponent like positions in a way that they can't really retreat from, and they're like planning on doing something, and you can then punish them, right? So, I actually thought like it would be kind of cool to have like Onar or Greedo in a position to like get up and like do some damage, do Strategic Shift, and then hear those guys come ready to get in their grill and care for- kill everybody. Uh, but obviously, it can't always work like that. <laughs> Definitely not. It's It's really hard to kill people. So you're not running on the lamb. I'm not running on the lamb. It because was, you're insane. I used to run it, and then I was like, calm disrupt better. And I, just <laughs> I mean, cause, so your only smugglers are Greedo Jabba, and Greedo, Jabba. and Jawa. Oh, and the elite Jawa. That's right. Okay. Okay, so tell me, like, what it is, because I would think that your list running into Rebel Heroes, I guess you've got spy cards, which are really nice for control versus rebel heroes but it would seem to me that like dracotta and han are just going to have a field day 
with people who can't lamb away, right? Like, Dracata's got arcing shot, Han's got all those things. Like, what is what do you do in order to keep yourself from getting smoked by rebel heroes? Well, the key is just have everyone buy 3PO and Onar, so when you get shot by Dracata, they have no surges. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so just super, that, so super defensive positioning. Yeah, but like Han, I like to weaken him if I can. That's yes. probably the best thing I can do against him. Yeah. Because a weakened Han is so much more useless than a Because even his end of round shot will be weakened, and then he goes and he's weakened. Yeah. It's just so amazing. Uh, well, people also might not know how it is that you're weakening Han, so will you... Oh, yes. Uh, HKs have the wonderful surge ability to weaken. There you go. Which is amazing. <laughs> Tell us, I, uh, what, what are the HK surges? Uh, plus one, pierce one, and weaken. Oh, my gosh. And they can reroll one of their attack die and the opponent's defense die. Yeah, so they're 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 kind of like they're in that in that one sense they're better than um, weak ways, right? Because they have always mm-hmm. got the ability to force two re rolls, or yes. they can re roll their own and force the re roll. And they have three die. And they blue, have blue, three yellow. die. That's true. That's do they have built in accuracy? No. Do they surge for accuracy? No. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, we I we. Poor David has gone round and round <laughs> the bend on the slack about um, comparing uh, HKs to weak ways. I actually do think they're a really, really interesting unit. I think they're at least one point overpriced in comparison. What? To, uh, in comparison to other um, scum hunters, right? If they like, were seven cost, they'd be too good. No oh one would God. use weak ways anymore. Oh my gosh, David! Um, but oh, yeah, bless your heart. Uh, actually, on. When on my game with Lethal versus Brian Marks, yeah, um, the HKs that had like range helped me out so much because he was taking like Han shots from ten away, and then I would take a HK shot from like ten away, and I had no problem making ten accuracy. Because you got to think I'm rolling green, blue, blue, yellow with a yeah. reroll. It's yeah. pretty easy to make ten. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, especially if you're focused, right? Yeah. And I, yeah. my guys were mostly focused. Yeah. But. So and you have 3PO as well. So you've got mm-hmm. 3PO, Gideon, and Jabba. Man, our lists are really, really interesting in how similar they are, except I've got pirates, double sets. I've got two sets of pirates, and you've got one set of HKs, your regular Claudite, and, oh. Trusted elite, ally. Trusted ally and elite Jabba. Why do you have trusted ally and not, like, what's the purpose of trusted ally? Um, so... I actually don't really like it that much. I'm definitely going to take it out of my list. But okay. my thought was that Onar has... Because I was taking out Hera and Chopper for Jawa Or for Jabba. Okay. Because I used to run Hera and Chopper, which was 9x, and that worked really well. But I found my firepower got drained really quickly. Yeah. Like, they would kill an HK, and, and they would it. kill Greedo, and then I'd be like, I couldn't shoot anyone left. Yeah. Like, I had guys, but I wouldn't have enough. Yeah. So I took them out for Jabba so I could have the order hit and the focus and the more cards. And I thought it's great. But the problem was, I was like, Onar's going to be inconsistent now. That kind of sucks. Yeah. And I was like, trusted ally in the HKs. I can give them a reroll. And if I don't use that, then I can just recover health off people. Like, I thought it was amazing. But in practicality... It was usually, like, just recover two health a game. <laughs> that wasn't very good. Yeah, that doesn't feel amazing. It did not. Especially when I was looking at 
other cards, like um, extra armor. I was like, yeah. I could have given four defense tokens, or even like um, the uh, explosive ornaments on the HKs. Yeah. Like getting That's blast two choice. would be pretty cool too. Well, Nate, because they do have like a ton of surges, right? Yeah, I I usually get like at least two surges. Yeah. So it would be nice, but uh, I chose trusted ally. I don't think it's the most optimal thing. Yeah. I think I might take that out in the elite Jawa for two regular Jawas. Okay. Or um. Which will put you up back up to nine X. Yeah, which would put me back up to nine, which I really like because especially it's, with devious. it's amazing. Um, and then the other thing I was thinking, which might be a little crazy, is if I took one of those regular Jawas out and put in Punishing Strike so I could stun people with the HKs instead oh. of Weaken. <laughs> but, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that seems a little like a lot of points for just two stuns a game or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Tell me this, though, David. How Did you, ha- did you play on Maul's map? Um, I did not because it was the buy. Okay, the so buy. Tell, me, tell me what you think about – because, like, Maul's map seems like – this is why I won't run um, – Han Rangers is because I don't want to run Han Rangers into Maul's map against Scott and just get absolutely obliterated. So tell me, like, what's your what's your thought regarding that? Like, how are you going to make that work? Well, I I practice on Maul's map versus Brian Vandergallion and Bailey, who both okay. use Imperial. Okay. And Brian was running an insane list with Vader Palp and two sets of Elite Jets. Okay. So that was like his entire list. But yeah. He had four acts. Oh, four acts. I see. I see. Oh yeah, he only had yeah. four acts. But okay. that list obliterated me on Wall's map because I just couldn't do anything against it. No. But um, I really actually like that map when I'm playing against another range team. Like if I'm playing IG or I'm playing Han Rangers or I'm playing um, Rebel Heroes, I really like Wall's map because I can stay because I choose the uh, side with the bunker. Okay. Obviously, like not the T side, the, yeah, the other the, side. Um, I know, tr- I know what you're I, I can the better side. St- yeah, the better side. And I can just stand there and it's pretty good, especially on gangsters, because I can just kill the gangsters and like shoot the messenger, the gangster. And then yep. be like, what? Oh, I run shoot the messenger as well. That's like my favorite card. But. And uh, you should tell people what shoot the messenger does. Um, That's the card that after a scum figure defeats a figure. Um, they discard the top three cards of their uh, command deck. So it's really amazing when you use it and they discard, like, on the land, Brace for Impact, yeah. and Tough Luck. Because then I'm just like, I have nothing to be worried about. Yeah, it's just like such, it's a super, super strong mill card. Yeah. But then it can also be like, they get, like, positioning advantage and yeah. two other bad cards. And you're like, well, got rid of their bad cards. Now they're going to be drawing all their good ones. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it feels really bad. But Yeah, that doesn't feel so good. I really like Maul's map. I don't know. Something about it just makes me... Like, I can throw Greedo way out there, and then he can make it back. Like I always save. just worry... I mean, like, Greedo does change the math a little bit. Like, Han Rangers, the problem is... The only person on your team that you can even stomach to get close to them is Han, and that's just not where Han excels. Han excels at like making long bomb shots, like like pivot moves and things like that. Not like getting up in everyone's face, especially if he doesn't have any support and Rangers can't do it. But Greedo and Onar really are amazing on Maul's map because they're able to move around and just get really strong pressuring positions um, that can really make your opponent scared. So. 
Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, and something else with my list is a lot of people think I'm crazy, but I actually don't (laughs) move Onar out at all. Really? Like, anywhere. I keep him by C-3PO the entire game. Well... I mean, like, he, he's obviously really strong um, in the end. I mean, he's amazing in the end game. But why, like, w- tell me why. Like, what's your, um, what's your... Okay, so he has the get down ability. Yep. Which is insane because I, yeah. I can put him in front by C-3PO. And yep. if they're shooting my owner, then that's good for me because then they're not shooting my age case. Yeah, he's just crazy efficient, right? And then if they're not shooting my owner, they're shooting my age case, then... I can play, like, a defense token uh, evade so Boba die. Or I can have, like, if I already have a defense token on me, I can get, like, two evades and a defense and then a black die, which is insane. Like, no one can get through that. Like, some people can, but, like, even for only having five health with the HKs, it still does insane damage or uh, defense for them. Yeah, and it's a lot of resources to chew through, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So I just like Onar as that. And then he's also kind of like a getaway tool. Like, if they have Vader, I can, like, ram him away so he can't get his uh, end-of-round shenanigans. I can body block with people. I just, yeah. him and Jawa, I usually body block with because the Jawa's really good at dodging. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, do, you ha- do you have, um, what's the card? Um, do you have get down or uh, extra protection? I do have extra protection. Uh, that's like, everyone says it sucks, but no, it's I a like... freaking amazing card. People who say it sucks. Here's, there's a time where I'm totally with you. Uh, an extra Onar attack. Come on. guys. <laughs> yeah. But it's very, you don't want your guys taking damage. And I hate yeah. when I get like, when someone deals like two damage to an HK heavy fire. So it's three and then they'll do another two. And I'm like, I can't even use it. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, my uh, brother uses uh, Hondrakata Sabine with heavy fire. Yeah, is... I just yeah, that's true. There are scenarios where it doesn't work, but there are just so many times yeah. where um, I think it's amazing to bait out shots on figures like uh, pirates or obviously HKs, right? Like, and you said you did this with Brian Marks. He takes yeah, a shot on an HK, thinking like oh, you know, I'm going to kill this guy. And you're like, okay, now I'm going to play... I, I might lose that guy, but I'm now going to play extra protection, get a free Onar attack, right? And that interrupts whatever it is you were trying to do. It's just so good. Yeah, the big problem I have with the card, though, is that a lot of times I draw it right after Onar dies. And that makes me <laughs> so sad because I have nothing I can do with it. Because, yeah, like, that's... he, um, like, moves up... Or he doesn't move up, but he, like, shoots some people, and then it's, like, round two, and then all the shots are going on Onar because they're choosing to shoot him instead of the HK, who would have, like, insane defense. And so then, or, like, they can only shoot Onar. And so then Onar dies, and then I'll end up drawing the card with, like, Java, and I'll be like, dang, this card's so useless. It's where I wish I had a heroic effort. Or black market prices, right? Yeah, but that card's... Expensive. I know. It's it is hard. expensive. But yeah, it's maybe I should think about black market prices. But okay, so tell me about like in the lead up to worlds. Like, what are the changes that you're thinking of making to the deck? Like in terms of systematically, you've already talked about a few, but maybe like summarize it for us and tell us what list. You know, obviously, like it's subject to change in the lead up to worlds. But like, tell us like for people who might be interested in taking something crazy like HKs, like. Um, what what would you want to take to Worlds, knowing you're going to be facing a lot of 
um, pirates with on the lamb, a um, lot of Vader, uh, Vader jets. Like, what would you, what changes would you want? Well, first off, pirates are the thing I'm least worried about. I feel like my list excels the best against pirates and stuff. But as actually thinking about um, just changing trusted ally, I think the rest of the list, list is really good, but trusted ally definitely needs to <laughs> needs to get cut for something else. Maybe even maybe even doubt, which I don't like doubt, but but you are running tough luck, right? I I do run tough luck, but I get times to use it. Like I don't need doubt for the tough luck. I can yeah, just reroll, make them reroll with the HK, and then their dodge is gone. That's my favorite thing to do when they're like, um, if I think they have on the lamb and they dodge, like just hind reflex their die and then. Because no one uses on the lamb before height reflexes. Like when they get a dodge, why would you on the lamb? Yeah, that's why what J.K. always uh, would do when we were playing hunter, when he was playing hunters, and they would roll a dodge. Even if he didn't have height reflexes in his hand, he'd say, "Is there anything you would like to do before modifiers?" <laughs> you know, just like debate it out. So they'd be like, "Uh, uh, okay, I guess I'll play on the lamb." <laughs> that would be hilarious if someone played it and you didn't have it. Anymore. Oh, it was so, it's it was so great. So <laughs> yeah, great. but yeah, weak ways. I feel like most excels against because they have the same problems with HKs, kind of ish. Okay. Um, they can hide, but that's not a big deal because I already have the accuracy I need, and dealing six damage is not hard for a focused HK. Um, especially if they have like positioning advantage or anything like that. So I feel like I usually get the upper hand that match, but with versus Vader, Vader's the hardest. I can't deal with Vader. Just because he's too much meat to chew mm-hmm. through, like why? Or like even if I get through him, then Palpatine comes through and one um, lightning to all my guys, and yeah, just it is so hard to get through Vader yeah. with all his black dye and everything. They definitely need to. <laughs> FFG, if they're still around, need to buff HKs. <laughs> yeah, well, I told you, they could buff them. They could make them one point cheaper. <laughs> well, then they'd be too good. But... Uh, there we go. There we go. Maybe a search for plus two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, so Vader and Palpatine is definitely the hardest thing to fight. Besides, Dracada Sabine is also immensely terrible. They are. I mean, they're miserable for everyone to fight. It's not like that's not just HKs. Like, everybody has a. a tough time with those guys yeah because they'll just move sabine up grenade on c3po deal like two damage to all my guys yep and then they'll go through kata drop shrapnel blast two yep and then collateral damage there's everyone in my list dead and then i have (laughs) nothing left to do yep and you've got and that's yeah that's exactly the problem with it right is because you don't have like your pirates or your Robots HKs are not lambing away. It just is, man. Definitely very, not. No. It's a very, it's a very glass cannon list. So. Definitely, the, probably the most glass cannon list. <laughs> I would, I would concur. So now, tell me, um, what is, what if you were not to run HKs? Let's say I, I'm like David. You can't run HKs at Worlds. What would you run instead? Okay. Oh man, this is pretty rough. Um, I'd probably run Rebels. I'd go like. I really, really like Mern. Like, okay. not just because Logan runs her, but, like, I want to put Mern in my list. There's just absolutely no room to fit her. Yeah. Because then I'd get hides from my guys. So I'd probably do, like, 
um, Mac, uh, Leia, Mern, Han, Spilus, something like that. Okay. I like that. I actually tried a, like a version of the box with Han. Mern is, she is a really cool figure, but, um, you have to build, build your whole deck around her though. And that's yeah. what makes her not very good. No, because building your deck around her, she does not give you that much, right? A four-point figure, you have to build your deck around. Yeah, yeah. And I talked to Logan about it, too, for, like, a little bit, and it's pretty rough. Didn't Logan run, didn't Logan run Cotoon at Worlds two years ago? Um, yeah, Cotoon, I'd run Cotoon in the list, too, but I'm not sure what Logan ran two years ago, but it was probably, he did go through Cotoon, Leia, Han list that he... It, did and really he did look. really well. I think he went five and two. Actually, he did really, really well. Um, yeah, I think he did actually. Um, and then last year at Worlds, he didn't prepare at all, so he went in and just ran Luke Rangers. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's actually awesome. And he went three and three with it too. Yeah, that's actually a really cool. Last very time, impressive. Right? And then I think, yeah, I might not be able to make Worlds this year, but I know. Uh, I think Logan is, and then Brian and Bailey. I'm pretty sure are going. How to. could you not make Worlds this year? My. It's a long story, but yeah, it's going to be pretty rough. Well, that would be... I'm I'm trying my best to go, but it's like, it's hard. That would be the most tragic of shames, to not have HKs at the final world, David. Maybe I'll just have to hire somebody to run HKs at There you go. Give someone my ticket, be like, yo, here's $20. (laughs) You would Run this list. You would definitely have to pay someone to run HK. <laughs> definitely. Okay, David. So besides IA, what other games do you play? Like, do you play X-Wing? Do you play Destiny? Any other FFG games? Um, Keyforge. Oh, uh, really? All the Mandalorians have been getting into Keyforge. It's really fun. Like, not yeah. as fun as IA, obviously. Uh, but, like, obviously. Um, it has a lot more of a player pace. We all did it at Gen Con, and it was pretty fun. That's cool. That is really, really cool. Um, Yeah, it's it's... I don't like how much you have to spend to get, like, an amazing deck, though. Oh, a lot really? of people are, like, at, at Gen Con, we'd go. I know it's getting a little sidetracked. I'll try to hurry. It's okay. But, no. no. Um, Tell us. At Worlds, there was, like, this guy I fought that had, like, the perfect um, deck, and it was it was brutal. I got destroyed because I had, like, a, I spent, like, probably, like, $40 getting four decks, and I had, like, hey, this one's pretty good. And then I went to Gen Con, and the guys were, like, Pulling up with their every card's amazing deck that they of just course. destroy me with. They're like, ah, oh. yeah, that is the interesting thing. I've, I've seen, I've noticed that about Keyforge that there does seem to be a really strong, um, not pay to win maybe is the right. I mean, there's just certain decks that just seem really, really awesome. I like how Keyforge makes it so that it's accessible to everyone, regardless of how good your deck is. Like, there's always events for you to play in, but yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. But yeah, cool. There, there were a lot of. Um, I'm going back to the regional really quick. Go. Um, do it. So Brian Vandergallion ran the that Bailey was running his um, his Gen Con list, which was t- his Gen Con list was two elite jets, a regular jet, heavy fire, Palpatine Thrawn, um, mm. and I think that was it. But he realized there that it was 41 points, so then. Uh, he changed it at Gen Con, but it didn't do very well because he took out Rule by Fear, and mm. cards were a big thing. So uh, at the regional, he changed it so it was two regular jets and an elite jet. And I think he did pretty well. He got third. Um, and then, yeah. Kev, uh, Bobby was running Gamorreans. 
And ah. Kevin was running the same list as Brian. So that's a layout of everyone's list. That's really cool. That's very, very cool. Well, awesome. Awesome, awesome, David. Well, do you have any more tidbits of wisdom for those aspiring um, HK players? What droid cards do you have in your deck? What, like, droids? Zero. I have Zero. no droid cards. That makes sense. They all I mean, are terrible. They all are pretty terrible. Oh, that like, is. Like, even bad. triangulate, like... You think of it as a free assassinate, but then you look at it, and when are you going to have three droids in line of sight to someone? Great question. <laughs> Don't know. Uh, okay, well, there you go. For running HKs, David, you do have a very well-tuned list for HKs, which I absolutely love. Yeah, I mean, I have I ran the same list for over a year, like identical. Yeah. Uh, I changed, like, two command cards, which was my one that, instead of Jabba and Trusted Ally, at Hera and Chopper. Uh-huh. And that list was really good i almost made the cut at worlds i barely lost my last game but um what happened is they weren't cutting it so i i changed it and it's so weird having a new list so weird but um yeah i wish i tried out more things before though like everyone everyone was like dude your list is so boring to play against (laughs) i played against it ten thousand times but um so I changed it, and I think Java's working out a lot better. Okay. Well, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Well, David, we want to thank you for coming on the podcast. We have This has been um, a long time coming for the HKs to, to bring something home. So, Woo. you know, and you, I'm glad you, I mean, the only seven players at the tournament, but that is a good field of seven players, right? Brian and they were, they were pretty good players too. Like they're not pretty good players. Those are <laughs> some of the best players. Some of the, they were some of the best players too. Yeah. They, those guys like Brian Marks and Brian B. I always expect one of those two to win everything. So, so that is, that is very awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I, I might I, see you at Worlds. I maybe. hope you do. You better bring your sweet regional box, the the consolation that we got. <laughs> Dude, but I wish it was in. cooler. Like I... <laughs> the prizes. My brother got a glass trophy for running a regional last year, and yeah. this year I come up and I get this little medal. Yeah, and the, coin. the box. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so sad. Uh, at least we got. At least we got a prize. At least we got a prize, David. Yeah, it'd be terrible if they're like, oh, by the way, if you forgot prizes. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about you. <laughs> oh man, awesome. Well, David, I um, hope to see yeah. you at Worlds again. Very many congratulations on your win. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And we want to encourage everybody. So, again, just to give everyone a reminder, what we're going to be doing is um, the next three episodes we're going to try and do pretty quick. Um, a pre-LVO, an LVO, and then a final summation. And then that will be all she wrote. So um, that is it. We'll be giving more details as, as we get there. David, thank you again for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me.